Today's message is about our baptism that we're celebrating today. The gate, the shepherd baptism and the sheep. It's a shorter message based on our gospel, John 10, 1 through 10. And I hope that you will uh, enjoy it and find some meaning for your baptism, whether it's upcoming or happened a long time ago, or the baptism of your kids if you have kids who are baptized. Um, I hope you'll be able to relate to that. Uh, There's a a number of things that I say in a relatively short message. Thanks for tuning in, and here we go on to the readings. Before we hear the scriptures for this morning's service, please join me for a moment of prayer, asking God's Spirit to light up the passages we're going to hear so that we get even more understanding of them. They are familiar to many of us. Perhaps our familiarity can prevent us from truly listening again. We don't want that. So please join me in the spirit of prayer. Let us pray. Eternal Spirit, you flow through the ages from the pages of Scripture, transforming hearts with your challenge, moving those who hear to new acts of faith, courage, and mission. Bless our hearts and minds in the reading of the Word, so that we may know your presence and power more fully. We pray in the name of the living Word, Jesus Christ, the risen one. Amen. Our first reading is one of those familiar ones. It is the 23rd Psalm in the Revised Standard Version Translation. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This ends the reading of the Psalter. Our second and final reading is the Gospel according to John. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. A similar theme between Testaments is immediately apparent. Jesus is speaking to the disciples. Very truly, I tell you, Anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, 
They will run from him because they do not know the voice of a stranger. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Here ends the reading of the Gospel and the scriptures for this morning's service. May God grant us a wise and joyful understanding of this, the Word of God, Our sacrament today and our gospel reading have to do with a whole lot of things, not that this will be a long sermon. It says homily. That means a short sermon. The first of which, though, is a gate. Among all the words in the homily title, a gate shows up first in John 10. Now, the kind of gate John and Jesus are talking about is not the kind of gate that's in a video game where a gate will let you in or keep you out or do the same to an enemy. Nor is it the starting gate at a race as the Triple Crown's coming up. Nor is it the gate for safely driving into and out from a gated community. It is not the kind of gate that goes between the alley and the backyard. It's much better and more important than any of these. It's important to Frederick, and it's a lifesaver for us, all of us. A gate is a threshold of sorts. It's an entryway, an access point, which lets you go from one area to another, literally, virtually, metaphorically, emotionally, and spiritually. A gate is like enter or escape on your keyboard, allowing you movement one way or another. Sometimes gates are locked. Sometimes there are gatekeepers who control the opening and closing of a gate, of access, of the threshold, or maybe just whether or not you're going to cross a bridge. Answer me these questions three, ere the other side ye see. Well, there's one in the Gospel reading, in fact, although I think that he kind of confuses things when we dig just a little into the story. A gate, the gate, if you will, is very integral to what you and I and Frederick and Jesus are doing today. We heard it read, very truly, I tell you, one who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Now we're introduced to the shepherd as well as to the gate. In this picture, the gate into the sheepfold, maybe a fenced off tract of land or a curve in a hill which has two walls of rock from the the hill's insides that's been cut away, so there's this rock or two walls. 
in, they provide, it provides parts of an enclosure for the sheep. It still needs some more fencing and a gate to come in and go out. It's needed by the shepherd. So the gate here, where, whatever this tract of land is like where the sheepfold is, the shepherd has to go through that gate to get in. It's the shepherd's point of entry. The shepherd goes through the gate, then calls the sheep by name. They know their shepherd's voice, and he leads the flock out to get a pasture and a place for water. And we generally imagine Jesus as the shepherd, right? For several reasons, like Psalm 23, stained glass windows like ours, which are all over the world. And Jesus saying later in this chapter that he is the good shepherd. But in today's reading, Jesus says he is the gate. How can the gate, Jesus, let the shepherd, Jesus, in? And what does this have to do with baptism, like with Frederick's? Well, to gain some more understanding, let's jump to the later part of the passage where Jesus explains the first part because the disciples didn't get it. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus is the point of access for the life he says he came to bring, the abundant life. He's the threshold through whom folks become part of his flock. The entrance to the flock whom he knows by name and calls by name and who follows Shepherd Jesus, explained afterwards, Shepherd Jesus. Anyone else like the bandits and the thief are pretenders and deceivers who damage those who look for what Jesus brings and who Jesus is amongst the flock. Baptism. Like Jesus but sacramentally so, is the gate for the sheep. Baptism is the one way, excuse me, baptism is the way that one sacramentally comes into the flock, which follows Jesus and has that life abundant. Frederick has just received that sacrament of entrance, of welcome, of belonging. He has entered through Jesus, as it were, into his beloved and loving justice-seeking flock of sheep, of followers. Do you have to be baptized to go through gate Jesus? No. When that question occasionally comes up, I always point to the thief on the cross, crucified next to Jesus. That guy was not baptized, yet because of his words and the heart behind it, Lord, remember me when, I, when you come into your kingdom, because he defended Jesus to the other guy who was railing at Jesus, and Christ told him, truly, t I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. He hadn't been baptized, but Jesus says, you're going to be with me today in paradise. Persons can come to faith outside the institutional church and enter the kingdom. But baptism is something Jesus commanded his disciples to do. That's part of what makes it a sacrament. So as I said, we presume Jesus is not only the gate, but also the shepherd of this worldwide flock of sheep. The community of faith, the flock, whose shepherd is Jesus, but he talks about that after chapter 10. This flock of this community of faith is whom Frederick has been baptized into. 
The benefits of being in this flock start out with salvation in this life and the next. That leads us to claim, as Peter said, not Peter, but 1 Peter chapter 1. I preached on this a few weeks ago. It leads us to claim that we are born anew into a living hope, grounded in Christ, crucified and risen. And that living hope that we're born into, it shapes how we take on life by the grace of the Spirit. The benefits also include Jesus knowing and calling each one of us and each congregation by name. Frederick, Felix, Arthur. Frederick is known to Jesus by name. How personal is that? That's great. And it's deeper. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul talks about when Christ returns, quote, then we shall know fully, even as we have been fully known. Jesus, the Son of God, the Lord, not only knows us by name, but knows us completely. We have been fully known. Jesus also knows Frederick fully. And that means we can come to God completely as we are, no masks, humbly, gratefully, honestly. Being in the flock means being part of the community of disciples following Christ. And that means we are not supposed to be doing this alone, if we can help it. Most of the letters in the New Testament and the Gospels were written to churches more than individuals. This is a communal faith. Frederick is now part of a faith community that at its best is supportive of each other, prays for each other, teaches and encourages each other, provides opportunities to serve God together. How better are you and I and Frederick when he's older? How better are we going to be able to try and live out the Sermon on the Mount if not with the support and mentorship of each other, we're all working on this faith life together. We are in covenant, we sheep. And Frederick is now part of this covenant of mutual belonging, mutual care. Baptism, like Jesus, but sacramentally so, is a gate, the gate for the sheep. The sheep who are known by Jesus and whose voice we learn to recognize and love and respond to. That's where I want to go. That's who I want to follow. But this gate thing, beyond the threshold into the flock at the beginning, is there more to that first part when the shepherd uses it to access the flock? Now Jesus did not say he was the gate in those verses, but is there a way it still means something for you and me. Well, another Frederick, Frederick Dale Bruner, saw this whole set of verses we heard this morning as speaking to and somewhat about the church. The shepherd who goes through the gate to draw near to the sheep to, before calling them out is not, he says, a metaphor for Jesus here, but for ministers of the gospel who will lead communities of faith. He wrote that Christ is the gate through which faithful, trustworthy, and safe leaders are to go before leading disciples and sheep 
in the community of Christian faith, especially the clergy, but other ministers and teachers within the communities of followers are to be focused primarily on and believe in Christ. He called that section of his commentary, faithful shepherds are Christocentrics. They are to go through him to be his trustworthy, loving shepherds. And this has to do with baptism too, as it affects the spiritual health of the flock into which Frederick and others are baptized. So in closing, the gate, the shepherd, baptism, and the sheep. What a lot we are celebrating this morning here. Let us all enjoy the good news of God's grace and Christ's call to be a part of it, because that is good news. Amen. So that's our baptism homily for April 30th, 2023. The homily came to me relatively easily. I just had to work on making the connections clearly. And then that last part at the end, uh, when I was quoting from a commentator, Frederick Bruner, about the clergy and the other ministers and mentors and uh, leaders in communities of faith, are to have gone through the gate of Christ before they act as shepherds and leaders. I just wanted to put that in at the end, though it was kind of a, I mean, I did tie it in to the importance of baptism and what's happening and the nurture and nourishment of those who are baptized. So I, I could have left it out, but I really liked it and I did believe it could belong. And so I made it belong, <laughs> even though it may have made the homily a, a, maybe a minute or so shorter. I was hopeful that others might find that insight you know, something different, something additional to what, uh, to what I shared in the, in the message. I hope you enjoyed that too. Next Sunday for us is going to be the anniversary of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie. It will be the uh, Sunday after we turn 156 years old. And so I look forward to preparing that and to preaching it, and to sharing with you in the Redheaded Preacher podcast. And so, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and those you love, and those who are in need of healing in your world. And may God bless your week. Amen. Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to the Redheaded Preacher. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Thank you so much.